raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Good morning. It is Monday, January 22nd, five minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. I wasn't making it up, was I? No, it was uh, Shane Gillis is his name. Yes. You're talking about the GIF? So last hour at the thing with Hammer, we talked about this GIF that I had seen on the internet of Mm -hmm. a guy who was pointing, it's clearly a comedy of some sort, uh, and it's from a, a TV show or movie I didn't know, but it's a guy pointing a gun mm-hmm. at the audience, and then they, or the people he's holding hostage or whatever, and they gasp, and then he turns the gun on himself, and then they gasp louder. And I, you guys were acting like I was crazy that I'd said I'd seen this gif, and then Kev was like, oh no, that is uh, Shane Gillis. Mm-hmm. And he has a show called yeah, it's from his, uh, he's got like a YouTube uh, sketch series okay. called uh, Gilly and Keeves. Gilly and Keeves. So I wasn't crazy and it nope. is legit. And there you go. Boom. Thank you. So you know whose special day it is today? Who? It's Ron DeSantis' special day. Oh, no. Do we have to talk about him again? Yeah, we do because he's done. So now we're left with Trump or Tricky Nicky, right? So DeSantis was a good governor, probably one of the best in America, right? More effective at advancing conservative policies, but yet that was not enough for him, and now he has decided to end his run for the White House. Now, over the past many months, Casey and I have traveled across the country to deliver a message of hope that decline is a choice and that we can, in fact, succeed again as a nation. Nobody worked harder, and we left it all out on the field. Now, following our second place finish in Iowa, we've prayed and deliberated on the way forward. If there was anything I could do to produce a favorable outcome, more campaign stops, more interviews, I would do it. But I can't ask our supporters to volunteer their time and donate their resources if we don't have a clear path to victory. Accordingly, I am today suspending my campaign. You cannot win the heart of a woman who does not want to break up with the person (laughs) she is with. And you can make every logical argument in the world. Uh, I've got more money. I've got a better head of hair. I've got uh, more prospects. I've got a bigger retirement account. I'm a nicer guy. Whatever it is. The heart wants what the heart wants. And Ron DeSantis sadly learned that the hard way. And I think for many people, it is an eye-opening experience that we are now in a world where, I mean, look, Obama was kind of the beginning of it. And obviously Trump continued it. I think some people thought in a Biden presidency where clearly he can't even barely walk on stage, much less be, you know, dynamic or a showman or whatever, that you might see a return to, hey, we're going to judge people on the merit of their governance rather on the than on the show they present. But clearly it is, at this point, Trump has an unbreakable bond with an overwhelming portion of the Republican Party, and they are ready to send him back. And there was nothing Ron DeSantis was going to do um, to, to to change that. There's no, He was not a great candidate, but even if he had been a great candidate, Casey, I don't think it would have mattered. I don't, I don't agree with you completely on that. You said he wasn't a great candidate. I think he was a great candidate. I think he was a bad campaigner. Well. And uh, that was the big difference. Well, but you all, I mean, you have to, that, isn't that all sort of the same equation? Or what kind of, isn't campaigning a part of being the candidate. I mean, you can't just run on anymore. I've accomplished A, B, and C. 
I mean, if you look at, okay, let's say, let's start from Reagan, shall we? Phenomenal campaigner, phenomenal governor, both. Bush, horrible campaigner, lost when he had to run on his own. When he was able to run on Reagan, he, he won. So so we'll say one, one and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clinton, phenomenal campaigner, subpar governor, um, so two for, you know, here, two, two and one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, young man Bush uh, really <laughs> did run on a record. Obviously, he couldn't string three words together. So it was kind of 50-50 mm-hmm. until you got to Obama. Yeah. And obviously, Obama, it was all hat, no cattle. I mean, it was t- totally just a show. And so we are now in that era where the substance really kind of doesn't matter much anymore. So I think this is really going to change the dynamic that's going to happen between Donald Trump and Nikki Haley, because now Donald Trump has no one to throw arrows at except for Nikki Haley until that's a done situation. And then he'll focus on Joe Biden. So if you are the Republican Party and you are looking at the prospect, I'm talking about the actual infrastructure of the Republican Party because there is a wide gap between the base of the Republican Party and the actual infrastructure of the Republican Party. That is true here in Indiana. That is true nationally. The Republican Party does not represent their base anymore. They do not care about their base. In many cases, they actually load their base. But if you're the Republican Party and you are looking at essentially you are staring into the abyss with this prospect of Donald Trump being the nominee because they are in many ways and have been in many ways as adversarial to Donald Trump as the Democrats have been. So it will be very interesting to see how quickly, if at all, the actual core infrastructure of the Republican Party coalesces around Donald Trump. And the bigger question is, what are they actually coalescing around? around yeah. What is the vision of the Republican Party? What policies, specific policies, is Donald Trump going to give that the guy who's running against John Tester in uh, Montana can run on to get him across the finish line? What is What policies is Trump going to give that whether it's Justice, the governor there in, in West Virginia, or whoever the Senate candidate is for that open Senate seat can, can run on? Um, in Michigan, same thing. I mean, you've just got all these areas where that candidate is going to be trying to ride the coattails of Trump to electoral success. And what and how are Trump and the Republican Party, who clearly are at odds on personality, on substance, on a whole bunch of things, how are those people going to work to, together? I think that there will be a big faction of the Republican Party who may not necessarily coalesce around Donald Trump, but will gather around the Never Nikki movement. Because they look at her as uh, a globalist, aristocrat, someone with a lot of yeah, but, uh, but let's face it, affluent Democrat voters. I agree with you, but it's going to be over tomorrow, Casey. Tomorrow night will be the end of it. She's not going to win, and then she's not going to go to South Carolina. I mean, she may, and you know, you can't make somebody quit. But it's over. Tomorrow will be over, and tomorrow Donald Trump will be the nominee for the Republican Party. So what? So what happens? And if you're Trump, how do you, after you've essentially been on this four-year revenge tour, three-year revenge tour, 
how do you now square with your people if you get cozy with the base of the Republican Party? Or mm-hmm. the, I'm not the base, the infrastructure of the Republican Party. How do you square that with the base after you promised, I've learned my lesson, it's going to be different this time. You know, these are all the things we've heard. Well, it'll be different this time. He's he's learned his lesson. He didn't know what he was getting into. Okay, then how are you going to justify running for 10 months with the Republican Party and these snakes and scoundrels and scumbags mm-hmm. that make up that apparatus and then lead us to believe you're going to be different when you get in there? These, The reality is they all need each other. The reality is everybody needs each other. And I just think many people are going to be sorely disappointed on what they think the next four years is actually going to look like because he can't do it without them. Somebody's got to knock on doors. Somebody's got to put signs in yards. Somebody's got to make phone calls. There's not enough organized, and that's the key word. There's not enough organized, only Trump people to make that happen. And so how do these people coexist? because both sides really don't like each other. All right, well, here's Nikki Haley responding to Ron DeSantis ending his campaign. Now, we just heard that Ron DeSantis has dropped out of the race. And I want to say to Ron, he ran a great race. He's been a good governor. And we wish him well. Having said that, it's now one fella and one lady left. Remember in, have you ever seen Wayne's World? Mm -hmm. Remember in uh, Wayne's World where Wayne's ex-girlfriend comes up to him and he she is like she buys him a gun and he famously says a gun i don't even own i don't or a gun, she buys him a gun rack and he goes a gun rack i don't even own a gun let us let alone enough guns that would constitute owning a gun rack right. and she goes wayne if you're not careful you're gonna lose me he goes i lost you six months ago that's what breaking up is <laughs> that's where nikki haley is in this equation there is not one fella and one lady. Mm-hmm. There is one fella left. Mm-hmm. His name is Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. It is over. And no matter how long you screech, and I have to hear that insufferable voice because you won't quit, you are never becoming the Republican nominee for president. Somebody should really let her know that, Casey. Um, so the latest poll coming out of CNN and University of New Hampshire says that all of the people who were DeSantis supporters are going to go back to Trump instead of Nikki Haley to put of course an they are. exclamation point at the end of what you're saying. So the question is, how big is he going to win New Hampshire? Oh, but it doesn't, it matters, he'll win it by at least 10, but it isn't going to matter if it's 10, 15, 20, it's over. Mm-hmm. She laid the gauntlet down that New Hampshire is, is the, you know, custard's last stand. So when you lose, you will have been a distant, a distant third in Iowa, you will have now been, I mean, I think 10 points, we would say, is a pretty large victory. It'll probably be closer to 20. You will now be a distant second in New Hampshire. If you want to embarrass yourself in your own state, then okay, I guess. But it's over. It's been over for a long time. We've been telling you since, I kind of, we kind of declared it over in July, didn't Mm -hmm. we? I mean, we said, look, there's one guy who can go get him. It's DeSantis. And DeSantis is out. And we said by Father's Day, basically, we said if he hadn't shown real movement, because I think he got in in April, early May, we said if 
if he hasn't shown movement by Father's, Father's Day, Day, that's it. Done. And he didn't yeah. move. And so, I mean, yeah. wait, this thing has been over for so long, Casey. It's been so easy to determine what, what was going to happen. And whether she accepts it or not, it's happened. How cringy was it, though, with her driving around in that Mustang over the weekend with Sununu? Well, she's Did you gr- see that? She's gross because now she's trying to play the race card and she was a victim of racism. And it's like, mm-hmm. yes, okay, you're a minority, but that's where you're going to go now. I mean, like... And and to my point, it, she's going to spin out of control and, and, and start saying things like that. You know, I was talking to somebody this, this weekend who is a minority, and they were telling me it, this person, like Nikki Haley, is a minority, but you would not know it to look at them. They look like a Caucasian person, as many minorities do. And the person was saying, nobody would look at her if you were, like... The, the race card player people always lead you to believe that when you walk down the street there, you're going to encounter 93 racists at any given moment, and they're all just looking for reasons to be racist. But even if that really existed, which, of course, it does not, and America is an overwhelmingly very loving and supportive and, and great country, but even if that did exist... If the racist people were looking for someone to be racist on, Nikki Haley would be number 7,833 based on (laughs) physical appearance. And this was coming from a person who is a minority who told me this. And it's absolutely true. And the fact that she's trying to play that now, she's disgusting. Mm. Okay, you had a busy weekend. You did something, uh, was it yesterday? Two days ago, Saturday. Two days ago. uh, I was busy letting Hammer lose all my money yesterday. uh Uh, But yes, Saturday, I had to make money so I could lose it on Hammer's bad bets. And you want to talk about the eulogy that you heard. Yes, I uh, actually had a chance to work at a Celebration of Life event, which was really great. And this guy gave a eulogy that was outstanding. And he gave one specific part of this that I just totally want to tell our audience about because it like hit me in the moment, like a ton of bricks, three, two days later, whatever it is, mm-hmm. still hitting me like a ton of bricks. Um, Something that's staying with Oh my you. gosh, it's so great. And I think it's a great way to live your life. All right. We'll talk about it coming up from 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 22 minutes after 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So you were working this weekend at a celebration of life, huh? Yeah, so as many of uh, our audience knows, because, well, the Republicans have done such a great job on taxes in this state and with the Biden administration and the inflation. I mean, uh, I'm forced to work a second job um, because, well, that's what you do if, you know, the government screws you over at every turn and makes life basically unaffordable as you go, you go work harder, right, mm-hmm. Casey? And uh, so many people know part of what I do is I've, I've I'm good at finding jobs that I <laughs> Don't really have to do anything. I don't really have to do anything. And so <laughs> you call it work. My, uh, my, uh, I mean, I conned Casey into doing all the work on this show as some sort of woman power trip several <laughs> months ago. <laughs> and she took the bait on that. So I really do nothing here. And then my other job, I, I run a pro shop at, 
at the West Chase Golf Course in Brownsburg. And then part of what I do, you know, because I love golf, is I also love people and I'm pretty good with people. And uh, uh, I bartend on mm-hmm. occasion. And so they had an actual celebration of life event. One of the members, his wife, had unfortunately passed away. And she was a beloved figure. He's very well respected. And so they had, you know, just hundreds of people coming in. And by the way, mm-hmm. uh, if you're still here when I kick the bucket, that's where you want it? Well, I just want a celebration of life. Oh, okay. Uh, because that's way better than a funeral. Yeah. hundred times better than a funeral. And they they did this so well. Like, they had a 30-minute thing for the family, just family beforehand, and then all the people started showing up. And, and it was just, it was like, oh, my gosh, this is way better. Like, people, you know, showing up and visiting with their friends, and they're doing it in your memory. And what a better, what, I can't think of a better way to go out. So, when one of these politicians inevitably... I take it too far, and they pull the trigger on me, Casey. <laughs> Celebration of life event, and I'm I'm getting it out there right now. I want Hammer and Nigel to mm-hmm. do the eulogy okay. and just a straight roast. Okay. Okay? I'm <laughs> putting it out there for everyone. And we'll remember you in death just how we remembered you in <laughs> you life. You know that's my rule, Casey. I know. I know. Uh, i said this many, many times, and this is how I treat others, is when I die, if you loved me, you say the great things about me and all that. If you hated me, don't say anything nice. Okay. Uh, we, uh, anyway, so this before the where all the people by the way you'll get a mixed bag from me just so you know (laughs) but go ahead um so before the actual uh event where people start showing up they had a small service for the family and this this guy uh gets up and he's given this eulogy and i think he was just a longtime family friend and he was talking about this this woman she was like late 70s i think so she had lived a, a long a long life and and was a great mother and a great friend and he started talking about how Life, your life, everybody's life is like a trip on a train Hmm. from the moment you're born to the moment you die. And the moment you're born, you get on the train. And then the moment you die, you get off the train. And throughout your life, it is nothing but people coming and going on that train with you. Mm Mm-hmm. And some people get on, husbands, children, they stay for the vast majority of your train trip. Some people get on and are on for a fleeting moment in your train trip. And this guy was talking about how every person who got on the train with this woman, she made that train trip an enjoyable experience. From the moment her train started till the moment it was her time Mm -hmm. to get off the train. And it just got me thinking about how every encounter basically that we have with people should maybe be guised in that lens of what am I like as a passenger on somebody else's train trip? Hmm. And what is my train like for the people who get on and take some level of journey with me? How would they describe the, the that their their, their time on the train ride. Yeah. and i just thought that was just what a phenomenal way of describing mm-hmm. life and who we are in life and how we deal with life yeah um we've got russell brand talking about his evolution with god oh and it kind of goes with what you're saying which i think is really interesting and 
he he was wearing a cross around his neck uh-huh. and he was saying how when he was younger his relationship with God is much different than the way it is now and I thought that uh, this might be something interesting for a lot of people to hear when I grew up Christianity seemed like it was either really irrelevant and old fashioned and sort of dusty and sort of incense and sort of oh, domine, or they tried to modernise it and it seems just like right okay we're going to talk about Jesus and like both of those routes seem like oh, I don't know if there's anything for me and I suppose it takes a certain amount of adulthood and it might be different for all of us for me it seems that it's taken quite a lot to recognise that you need I need a personal relationship with God it occurred to me that if instead of always talking to myself inwardly, I could replace one of those voices with an indwelling God. What? He's talking about... Inst- what did he even... It's so hard because of his accent sometimes to understand what he's saying, but what did he say? He, I have no idea what he just said, Casey. Okay, so he's saying that, you know, when he was growing up and he was younger, he thought of religion as being very old-fashioned and the uh-huh. incense and, um, you know, the Italian and... Oh, you're throwing the Italians under the bus well, there, Casey? Well, no, I mean, okay. you know, just... Uh, or Latin, should I say, rather. Um, and then how it's evolved into, you know, a more modern way of thinking. And, and he's saying that his evolution with God is that he would talk to himself. Uh-huh. And instead of doing that... He has replaced that conversation with God. He has replaced it. What do you mean? He is. This is. I guess this is where I'm getting stuck. Instead of uh, having all the multiple voices in his head, he's you know, and like uh, Russell, you should do this. Russell, you should do that. He talks to God instead of talking to himself. It's like influences conscience. Yeah. I'm still not sure, and I'm not sure I want to be in that guy's head. So I, don't- <laughs> I, I get what he's saying. I mean, it's kind of hard to describe, I guess, but Mm -hmm. he's basically, you know, he wants that to be the positive voice in his head. Rather than his own voice. And more of like a personal relationship with God as opposed to like an organized religious Mm -hmm. relationship. Oh, yeah. And here's the thing. It's all in the book. You don't, it doesn't matter what church you go to. It doesn't matter what, I mean, that's the great thing about God is he made it so simple. It's like he put it all in the book. It's all right there. It doesn't matter. Baptist, Methodist, whatever, Pentecostal, whatever you want to call yourself. Ultimately, it all ends right there in one place, and that is the brilliant part about God. That's why he's God. He put it all in a book, Casey. It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. Good morning. It is 1135 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Governor Holcomb and a delegation from the IEDC, they're visiting Canada. Now, for those who don't know, Mm -hmm. uh, I said every time we mention Governor Tax and Spend or (laughs) Lockdown (laughs) McGee or whatever we're calling him today. High Tax Holcomb. uh, Yeah, whatever we're calling him. Anytime his name comes up on this show, you will hear the following sound effect. Yeah. Boo! Uh, so they're there on an economic development trip. Of it's course It's going they are. to focus on energy transition, generation, and storage. So this is going to be Holcomb's second trip mission to Canada. Have, as have you ever seen a governor who loves not, not only getting out of his own to state, travel. but out of this country? Mm-hmm. Like, he loves getting out of Indiana. You would think as you sign up to run the state of Indiana, mm-hmm. you would want to spend most of your time in Indiana. He loves Casey. He lives to get out of Indiana, and I wish he would go and 
just stay out of Indiana. Let's do a little bit of higher low uh, over under. I don't know if you've seen it, but do you know how many international trips he's made on behalf of the great state of Indiana? In the eight years he's been governor. Mm -hmm. International, so that's out of the country. Yeah. International economic development Okay, so we're played by prices, right rules. If I go over, Uh I'm out. Mm -hmm. I will say he's taken at least one a year. I would go higher, but I don't want to lose on the prices, right? I will say he has taken eight. Eight international. I got it right. No. Oh. You are way under. Whoa, I'm way under. Way under. What? Double it and then add one. 17? 17. The governor of the state of Indiana has left the country 17 times that he's been governor? Yes. Doing what? Yes. Uh, proposing Indiana for economic development to other countries. Oh, so you mean so then they can come to Indiana and then we'll take money from poor and middle class people and then we'll take that by threat of forced taxation and then give that money that once belonged to poor and middle class people to these uber rich wildly wealthy international corporations who bring their international workers to the state of Indiana. And then we got to plow down the farmland and change the entire landscape of our state to build bright, shiny objects with the poor and middle class people's money for these international companies. Correct. Okay. So there are over 1,000 foreign owned businesses from over 40 countries and territories that operate in Indiana. It is, uh, and, and I've said this many, many times. It would be one thing if you said Indiana has had all this record investment and we have utilized that investment to make the lives of the individuals in this state less costly. But all that has happened with all of that money is that the government has gotten bigger in size, in scope, in cost. The taxes in this state have never been higher especially when you look at the most important tax levied in the state, which is property taxes, which decides whether or not you can afford to live in your home. And there is no relief, no meaningful relief for that currently or plan or on the horizon. None of the candidates for governor are talking about it. This tax committee, it isn't, doesn't seem to care about that at all. And so I look around and go, All I got was a changed landscape, once beautiful, luscious, incredible farm fields plowed down and giant warehouses and manufacturing facilities erected. And all that is getting me is bigger, less efficient, less accountable government. So this group is expected to return back to Indiana on Wednesday. And the release didn't say who actually is paying for the trip. The taxpayers or the IEDC. Yes, so often that- They've funded previous trips. Well, and then they always- So my favorite thing with the IEDC is they will try to act like that's- Well, that's not a government entity. It's a Mm quasi-government entity. Yeah, funded with government money. Look, and it- When they're not talking about it, and this is people say, well, why are you so critical of these people running for governor? Because I'm the only person trying to make these people talk about something, Casey. I guess that's the answer to Hammer's question earlier. Why am I so critical of the Republicans? Because nobody else is forcing these people to be held accountable and to talk about things and get them on the record as saying they will do something. That's why I'm so critical of Trump. That's why I'm so critical of these people running for governor, because nobody else is willing to do it. It just immediately opts into some sort of team sport where that person has an R next to their name. So, yay. (laughs) No, I want good government. Clearly, just being a Republican has proven 
That doesn't by any stretch of the imagination mean you're going to be for good government or promote good government or promote good public policy. So people want to be mad at me for being the lone guy out there that is barking and barking every day and holding these people accountable so that when they get in office, we might have some vague idea. Casey, right now, Mike Brown is the overrun, overwhelming front runner mm -hmm. for governor in Indiana. Mm -hmm. Do you have any idea what he intends to do? No. Donald Trump is the overwhelming front runner for president of the United States. Do you have any idea, concrete policies of what he intends to do on major issues? Drill, baby, drill. That's, I said concrete policy. Mm -hmm. This is my point. So mm -hmm. you can be mad at me and you can hate me or you can whatever. I am the person out there trying to hold these people accountable. I'm the person out there trying to hold these people's feet to the fire. I'm the person trying to get you to think in terms of how you can do that. Because all that happens when these Republicans get in there is they don't hold up their end of the bargain to whether it's the people of Indiana or the nation. It never works out. It never works out. So be mad at me all you want. All I'm trying to do is help you. So last year, the IEDC announced that 37 international businesses were going to commit to relocating in Indiana, and they were going to have a planned investment of more than $20 billion with the intent of creating 8,500 new jobs in Indiana. But as we had yes. our interview last week with Caitlin, yes. we know that what they announce and they say they're going to do doesn't always come to fruition. Didn't she ask me, so Caitlin Lang of State Affairs mm -hmm. was our guest last week they did a great deep dive on the shortcomings of the Indiana Economic Development Corporation didn't she say something like 56 percent of it doesn't happen uh, yeah uh, the, the people did not live up to their obligations and what is even worse is you can't you got to be someone like her who has all sorts of resources at your disposal and knows what you're doing to even try to get any information on how they're not living up to their end of the bargain because the IEDC will go, well, we're a quasi-government entity. We're not a full-fledged government entity, so we don't play by the same public access and, and public information rules as everyone else. So, no, I don't want these companies here because nothing good has come out of Lockdown McGee and the modern Indiana Republican Party's obsession with foreign, bright, shiny objects going up into our sky. So Daily Mail put out this article, five states are offering up $20,000 for new residents to move to their state and settle down. Indiana, one of the states that is offering uh, a range from $5,000 to $20,000 to get people to move here. Why would you, wa why would you want more people, Casey? Why? So Marion and Angola are offering cash incentives starting at $5,000 for people to move here. So just F us for living here our whole lives? Right. <laughs> if you live here, if you, if, if you live someplace else and you want to come here, they're going to pay you money. Uh, but if you've been here contributing all this time, you get nothing. I loathe these people, Casey. I loathe them to an extent I could never, if you gave me the whole three hours of the show to tell you how much I loathe this guy mm -hmm. and the IEDC and that whole state party infrastructure. I couldn't even begin to scratch the surface. Hey, the Olympics might have a new sponsor. Is Bud Light going there? We'll talk about it coming up from 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. One night in a motel room, 
93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. And Rob, uh, have you ever... Did you watch the Olympics a lot when you were growing up? I did. Yes. Um, Now, you're a little more seasoned than me, Mm -hmm. so I know you grew up in a time where that was kind of a bigger deal than it was for me. The two Olympics that I remember vividly Mm -hmm. from my childhood were the 92 Summer Games because it was the Dan or Dave thing. Nike had this huge campaign ad who's the world's greatest athlete dan or dave they were two american athletes and then both of them totally bombed at the summer games i don't think either one of them even won a single medal and then obviously the nancy kerrigan tanya harding thing oh yeah the 94 Mm -hmm. winter games yes big deal now i was always a huge fan of the olympics growing up but one thing that you probably never saw during the olympics yeah was a beer sponsorship. No kidding. But now you will. Uh, the Olympics has now signed on with Anheuser-Busch oh. in Bev to be the first global sponsor of the Olympics. So this is a, probably another example of InBev mm-hmm. trying to... Reclaim w- some space? <laughs> so by the way, I did, uh, and I think we talked about this a little bit earlier in the show, I did a, a Celebration of Life, I bartended a Celebration of Life event over the weekend. Yeah. And I would say I went through, and there were probably a hundred-ish people that rolled in and out of this place, maybe a little bit more. I went through probably three cases of Miller Lite, I went through probably two cases of Coors Light, and I think I sold, uh, sold about six six bud not lights. cases but six bud lights yeah and most of those were two women okay so um i know some people are saying oh it's back look it's a ufc and the uh mm-hmm. the mannings and the kelsey uh at least not at the <laughs> that i worked it wasn't back well i don't think you're gonna see the blue bud light can during any of the olympic sponsorship but what you will see is the corona zero which is the what it's C-E-R-O. Ciro, it's Corona's non-alcoholic oh, beer. Oh, so it's like O'Doul's. Yes, exactly. It contains less than 0.5% alcohol. And so that's the thing. They're saying that this is a real great opportunity for uh, low alcohol or non-alcohol beer uh. to be seen globally. Do it at an athletic event. Okay, so let's. I'm trying to think of... I... Uh, the last thing at the Olympics that I watched mm-hmm. was, the, the, so it would have been 2020, was 2021, the golf. I did watch the golf because golf is now an Olympic sport. Mm-hmm. Not because it's the Olympics, but just because I like golf. And remember, because it was in Japan, it was on at like 2 in the morning. So it was something for me to do at 2 in the morning. <laughs> when you were up at that Other early. than that, I cannot think of the last time I actively engaged in anything uh, Olympics. I mean, the the politicization. Mm-hmm. These, you know, these places that I I just think the I don't think the Olympics has near the luster that it once did. Yeah. Um, well, I think it'll be interesting to see if this uh, Corona Zero 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 whatever if it makes a dent. But you won't be seeing the Bud Light. Hey, zero. What? The amount they might sell. Zero. Exactly. The zero. Uh, one other thing that I wanted to bring to your attention, and that is the massive ice tree. Oh. Here in Indianapolis. The what? It's the ice tree. You haven't heard of this? The no. The Veals ice tree returning? No. Okay. What is, what is, it's v, V-E-A-L-S? V-E-A-L-S. Okay. And that comes from the Veal family. They have created this massive ice sculpture. Oh. And they've been doing it since 
Well, it was actually a mistake since 1961 when actually, uh, you know, some ice started to form on this tree. Oh. I believe it was a, a hose was turned on <laughs> and the thing just kept growing and growing and growing. Now it's like a statewide attraction. Where is it at? Does it say? It does. Okay, so the ice tree, it's open for visitors. Their address, 6445 Mimosa Lane. Mimosa Lane? Uh-huh, which is near Interstate 74 and Action Road. It's on the southeast side of Indy. Okay. Uh, visitors are asked to remain on the pavement. You can park and take photos in front of the ice tree. Pets on leashes are welcome. And there's no entry fee. And the family does not even accept donations. But it's this massive sculpture. It's like 50 feet high. High. It's kind of gone on and off over the years, depending on the weather. Yeah. I believe the past couple of years, it hasn't been cold enough. But this it year... It certainly is the past week or so, year, Casey. The Veal's Ice Tree is definitely on. So if you want to get some good pictures in front of it, go before the whole thing melts, which could happen later this week. Okay, so let's talk about something important here, which is these people who have events and things where you can go to their house and look at stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. So in Brownsburg, there is a family who every year has has this elaborate light display and it's on kind of one of the last because as you know everything is a high density housing development or a warehouse facility in brownsburg but one of the last farmish type areas out there and you can pull up they got this big horseshoe shaped driveway mm-hmm. and then an open field and they got the christmas lights and the music that's attached to it and then thing like this the last thing i would want casey yeah. Is a large quantity of people coming to your house for any reason whatsoever, <laughs> coming and just like moseying around my property. Uh-huh. And yet there are people who really love these sorts of things. Yeah. And you know what? This family is saying they don't even want donations. If you're going to have people doing that, I would want all you, of your you, money. You would want to make money. Huh? All of your money. Yeah. Now, with your house, of course, your. For those who don't know, Casey lives in a literal high rise. Sure. Uh, it just it, it just it, it shoots straight up into the sky. I mean, eventually you see it until the cloud cover. Uh, I think engulfs the final couple floors there. You wouldn't be able to do something like this because you don't really have a yard or an right. area where people could no. uh, you know kind they, of park and view. If people want to see my postage stamp of a yard, they're more than welcome to drive by. There's and, nothing there. And I live right <laughs> on a town street, so you wouldn't be able to do that at my uh, 700 square foot mm-hmm. house either. So um, neither one of us would be eligible for this. But if I were eligible for this, Mm -hmm, Casey, mm -hmm. uh, no way, no how that I would want just random people driving on my property. You would invite people over. Well, this tree looks really cool. You should take the family and go get a picture in front of it. Um, I'm going to let you do that. Okay. Because it seems more like something you would be super excited about. You love random adventures. I do. You know what? We actually took a road trip once up and down US 31 and stopped just, at some- Just random? You just said, we're going to start driving? Yep. And, and we stopped at some of the things like, do you know there's this huge rocking chair on in this these people's yard on 31? <laughs> Is this before or after you get to Kokomo? It's- I, it's before. Okay. Yeah, heading north. So I, yeah. feel, I feel like Kokomo is kind of a cutoff point for me. Yeah. If I were going to do any sort of sightseeing, mm-hmm. then once I get to Kokomo, I would just kind of turn around and come back because there's not much after Kokomo. Right. Uh, well, you could go see Grissom Air Force Base. That is that's, true. That's north you of could, Kokomo. You could. And, and that was one of our stops. I so. love that. And Roadside I, attractions. I can't imagine how excited your husband was to partake in this adventure with you. I just <laughs> bet the joy mm-hmm. on his face. Yeah. Oh, my. My goodness. He was a good cameraman that day. <laughs> I'm sure he was. You should definitely try it. All right. That's going to do it for us. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you for listening today. Tony Katz is up next. This has been Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.
Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.